there's a couple of different ways of looking at time itself, which sort of leads into this whole philosophical debate. Uh, there's one which essentially is that time is a river. And this is where, you know, time just flows and ebbs and flows and some parts faster than others and you can change the course of it and you can manipulate it to your advantage. And there's the other way of looking at it, which means that everything is preordained, it's already been defined. And the extension of this is that there is no real free will in in the real concept of it because your future actions have already been determined and what you're going to do in any situation has already been predetermined because time has already happened, so to speak. Okay, so that second version, is time travel to the past even even possible? Because, you know, presumably if you travel to the past, you will you will change things. And if you, if you don't go by that yeah. philosophy and you think, well, no, you, you'll change things, but you'll change things in a preordained way. But exactly. At some point- so you would have to have what you would call a consistent causal loop. Yes. So it kind of assumes that you always time travel. There was never a timeline in which you didn't time travel travel or that exactly. didn't time travel right so that's, yeah. that's kind of philosophically uh difficult i think yes i agree with that and this is where uh, quite a few plot lines of movies kind of fall down um but we'll talk about that in a second one of the main issues is as i sort of flagged earlier was consistent causal loops and inconsistent causal loops mm-hmm and the, the main philosophical question that's used to illustrate the inconsistent causal loop is called the grandfather paradox. Yes. As, uh, as I'm sure a few people are familiar with. So this is the hypothetical situation in which a time traveller goes back in time and attempts to kill his grandfather. And this is at a time before, say, for example, his grandfather met his grandmother. So not only is it well before he's born, but it's well before his parents are born, or one parent is born. And so if he is successful and is able to kill his grandfather at this point, then his mother or father wouldn't have been born and then he wouldn't either. So is this actually possible? Yes, this is a bit, uh, this is a back to the future-y style. Yes. It's kind of like his parents never get together. It's the same type of thing. Exactly. So there's a few arguments for and against this. You know, if time travel to the past is possible, then sure, why, why couldn't you um, kill your grandfather? I don't know why you would. <laughs> yes. um, it's the most elaborate suicide I've ever heard of. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's two ways around this, um, in theory, I guess. So one way, which is a, a little bit you know, of a stretch, in, in my mind, is that the universe will invent ways to prevent this killing of your grandfather to happen. So let's say the gun would jam or a bird would fly in the way of the shot or some other event, some ran, theory, you know, random event would happen to make this murder impossible. Right. So this is, this is kind of problematic because we're... we're we're thinking of a big event here, but the the point with time travel is the minute you set foot in the past, you've changed things because you've yeah. you know pushed a few air molecules out of the way or something. So uh, 
yeah, you, I don't. I don't imagine you can have random events to stop every single tiny little thing that you're going to do in the past, which will yeah. change the future. So it's a, yeah. So that's one way. Um, which again, a lot like you don't really get that one. The other option would be the parallel parallel universe solution, so to speak. And I'm the one calling it a solution here. I've never seen that um, <laughs> in, <laughs> in my research, um, possibly indicating it's not a solution. But what I'm thinking here is, um, so when you travel back in time, you actually are traveling to a parallel universe. And this also kind of fits with the idea of everything as being predefined in time, such that this universe is been defined by your traveling to it as much as anything. So you're able to kill your grandfather in this parallel universe because you don't exist and you will never exist apart from your time travel form. Yes. And so it's, it's achievable that way. And so you would then remain in that parallel universe. And that, that kind of, I mean, getting over this, this leap of parallel universes that we've kind of got to invent uh, to mm. make this happen. It kind of makes sense in you know, conservation of energy. And, and exactly, and, all the, rest and of the matter is there. So if we bring him back to the future here, as you kind of flagged before, so Marty travels back in time, disrupts his parents' first meeting, and so he's got to get them to fall in love again so they'll marry, so they'll have kids, of which he is one. And he... There's a point in the movie where it doesn't look like his parents are going to get back together or together at all. And he starts to fade away. His siblings in a picture, in a photo that he has, start to fade in the photo. And then the extreme part at the enchantment under the sea dance, he's playing guitar and his hand starts to disappear. That's right, yes. That would totally wouldn't happen. It's totally unrealistic. No. But it's a good plot device, and like it's a good way of showing it. I guess is what. The, oh, excellent plot device! Yes. But the reality of it would be that any the moment he got back, fell out of the tree and disrupt, or sorry, the car hit him instead of George, then he would cease to exist. Yes, that's right. That's right. But it does give them. A, but, it, it makes. But that's a, that's when we have have issues with conservation of energy, like you said, and like. The, at the atomic level, his body, his existence is there. He can't just disappear. He can't just disappear. Although it makes him a bad guitar player too, I seem to remember. His hand disappears and he can't play um, Johnny Be Good or whatever he's uh, whatever he's yeah. rocking out at the time. Well, that actually, it, that's a, it brings us to another really cool kind of loop, mm. that, uh, that story. So if you remember, he's playing... Um, Chuck Berry, yeah, it's John That's Be Good. right, yes, yes. And the leader of the band with the injured hand is Chuck Berry's cousin. Marvin Berry. Exactly, and so Marvin calls up Chuck backstage and says, hey, Chuck, listen to this, and holds the phone out. So Chuck Berry is then listening to Marty McFly playing Johnny Be Good, a Chuck Berry song. So this is what we call... A consistent causal loop. So you're traveling from the future to the past and you're then, say, teaching Chuck Berry the music to Johnny Be Good, which is his song, which you learn from him anyway. So it's a loop. 
it's a loop. I wonder if I wonder if in the new timeline Chuck Berry's going to release that song five years earlier than he would have otherwise. <laughs> well, I, I would say not. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't be such a beautiful, consistent loop. So let's say for Hollywood's sake that yeah, it's it's exactly as would would have happened. It's a perfectly consistent loop. All right, for Hollywood. Yeah, for Hollywood. Except there's one issue. Uh, there's a number of issues with Back to the Future, but yes. <laughs> well, one issue with this particular causal loop, and in fact every so-called consistent causal loop, is it has to start somewhere. Yes, this is the problem, yes. So you can have a consistent causal loop in a parallel universe, I guess. Uh, well, that would be the first way for it to start off. That's right. There needs to be a, like a, a, a timeline A, which kicks it yeah. off, uh, uh, in which in which Chuck Berry invents Johnny B. Good all on his own and mm. Marty McFly learns it. Then Marty goes back into the past in a parallel universe and then somehow he teaches Chuck Berry that song. And yeah. so maybe Chuck Berry releases it early or, or something like that and the cause of the loop yeah. would exist in the parallel universe. But, yeah, you need that, that first timeline in the in the, uh, the the normal universe for it to happen. Exactly. So there's a few other examples of similar loops. In fact, um, in the most recent Star Trek reboot, there was one of those. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that one. Right, so that involves um, time travel through wormholes. Uh-huh. And I don't think I'll give too much away here um, for those who haven't seen it. But what happens there is that a wormhole is created, which creates an alternate timeline. And in this timeline, well, Captain Kirk's pair, father is no longer around. He dies. His whole upbringing is different to what it was in the original Star Trek. As a consequence, the original sort of Star Trek crew that you would know of, um, Kirk and Spock and all the other gangs, Scotty, they're not there the way that they were in the original. So what happens in this is actually the original Spock from the first universe travels back through that same wormhole to the newly created universe. And he comes across Scotty. Are you following me at this point? Uh, sort of. So the whole thing's in a parallel universe. Parallel universe. So let's just say Scotty um, Spock travels through the wormhole to a parallel timeline. Uh, so there's actually two Spocks now in this new parallel universe. One is old, one is young. Right, yep. One is one is Leonard Nimoy and one is the young guy. Ah, oh, Leonard Nimoy in it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um, but so one of the people that um, old Spock comes across is Scotty, the uh, wonderful engineer with the Scottish accent played by Simon Pegg. Right, yeah, yeah. One of the things Spock tells Simon Pegg is his theory for materialising on a ship in warp drive. So when they are able to do their teleporting onto planets and ships and so on, at this point in that universe, you can't do it onto a ship that's in warp drive. But Spock tells him the theory, the equation necessary to do that, and then tells him that he's the one that came up with the theory anyway. Right, yes. So Scotty comes up with that theory, and 
in the original universe, but Spock tells him the theory in the second universe. Okay, so he comes up with it maybe a bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. but it's a way of... Uh, a beautiful way for the uh, the Star Trek reboot to, to get all the necessary characters together on the same ship. Yes, okay. And it's a, it's a nice... Hollywood probably start using this all the time now, now that we've thought of parallel universes. Like, every time they want to reboot a franchise, you can say, oh, no, no, this is just a new, uh, yeah. new, new parallel universe. Things are different in this one. Exactly. Yeah, I like this. It's clever. Although I'm, yeah, not, much of a, I'm not much of a Trekkie myself, so I don't know if I've well, seen I've, any Well, I've never <laughs> been a Trekkie either, but um, I was talking to going to see that. Yes. It was actually pretty good. Uh, tell me if this is out of line for your 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 vision of this. You're this totally episode. out of line, Mark. Oh, well, I'll, I'll shut up then. Um, <laughs> no. No, go on. Uh, Terminator. Ah, Terminator. So, what do you think of the time travel in Terminator? That seems there seems to be a number of philosophical uh, issues with with Terminator. I think the first one on its own, it, it's got those same causal loop sort of issues that exist. Um, yes, because they're sending uh, the what what was his Kyle Reese back and sending Arnie back are separate events, which therefore require mm. uh, there, there are so many timelines going on. Um, There's we're we're looking at three universes, aren't we? Well, yeah. more than that, actually. Let's let's be honest. So the the great sticking point here is that Kyle Reese, the time traveler from the future, is John Connor's father. Yes, so. The first event is that there's a war going on, the robots versus the humans. And in this war, one of the great human leaders is John Connor. So the, Termin- so the Terminator is sent back by the robots to kill John Connor's mother. Yes. Which all seems, seems great and fine and plausible at this point. But that would create one parallel universe. And then the second event would be then John Connor sending Kyle Reese back to deal with the Terminator and, and help save his mother. But that would potentially never happen because as soon as the Terminator goes back, the universe has changed. So he's into a second universe. That's right. So there's no guarantee that Kyle Reese would go back to that same universe no and, and presumably in that timeline then john connor does actually survive the terminator one way or another to send kyle reese back without then, kyle reese and then create without yeah without kyle reese actually being his dad yet um, yeah so and but anyway <laughs> but without kyle reese going back john connor is able to survive that's right that's right somehow magically given that kyle reese is his father well, I, don't, I think I think we have to assume that maybe the John Connors are different somehow. It's a that, different John Connor at first, and then the fact that Kyle Reese goes back then creates a new John Connor who's actually trained by his mother to be this great rebel leader. That's right. So, so the the original John Connor 
has taken a bit of a, a leap of faith here that he's going to, the new John Connor's going to be better trained, have better genes from this Kyle Reese, who presumably must be some sort of great warrior in the future or something. Mm, it's, possibly. It, it's difficult, it's difficult. And the other thing is, if, if each of these events creates new timelines, then there's not mm. a lot of point in sending people back in at all, really. Like, it's not going to affect your timeline, and what happens in another timeline is... It's is, not your problem. It's not your problem, it's completely <laughs> irrelevant. Um, you know, to say, if, oh, I love someone, I want to save, save them... It doesn't make Here's sense. a philosophical question for you. If you could save yourself in another universe from dying, well, wouldn't you do it? Uh, well, no, I, I think the answer has to be no, because in, I think, and I'm not, I'm not the, the world's expert on parallel universes, but isn't the theory that every single event uh, in life splits a parallel universe where the other option was taken? So there are there are an infinite number of parallel universes. Mm. So, so saving yourself in one other one wouldn't really make any difference. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. I think it's uh, morally okay to uh, <laughs> to kill to people kill in yourself parallel <laughs> through omission. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to kill yourself through omission. Yes, I think. I mean, maybe maybe somebody's got a better concept of the way parallel universes work, but that seems mm-hmm. to me to be the case. Yeah, I I agree that there's an infinite number of of universes, which I guess the theory is that all eventualities play out. So there will be eventualities where you do go back and save yourself in another universe and eventualities where you don't. That's that's right, that's right. If the possibility exists, then you already have and haven't done it simultaneously. Yes, yes. I think this well, that's a bit all, heavy. <laughs> it's a bit heavy. I think it all comes down to quantum uh, quantum physics, doesn't it? And probability distributions of where, <coughs> excuse me, of where molecules and atoms and electrons and whatnot are. You know, spontaneously, mm. uh, a tennis ball could uh, appear on my floor right now. It's very unlikely, but it has yes. it's occurred in some universe. So there's it, a, it just did in some other universe. That's right. So there's a lot of universes out there with weird stuff happening. Yeah. Crazy stuff. So, I mean, the, the Carl Rees fatherhood issue is, is one issue but then the the other issues are with the whole generation of Skynet and the Terminators and the robots and AI and all of that mm. so in the first movie when they kill the Terminator there are bits left behind which are used to generate the AI and so on so it, it creates another a causal loop so to speak that's right, that's right. For the, so there's, there's a brain chip and an arm, I think, that are salvaged, which are then featured in the second movie. And is that why Judgment Day has moved forward in the second film? Is that right? I think it could be the same Judgment Day, but by the end of the second film, as a bit of a spoiler here, they're able to push it back. Right. But in the third film, they seem to say that it's inevitable. It happens anyway, doesn't it? It does. Interesting footnote to that is, did you hear that the lead actor who played John Connor in the third one went missing 
recently. Oh no, this is this is the guy in the second one, isn't it? No, the third one. The third second one. one's also got a lot of problems. He's got issues too, right? Okay. Yeah. It's the curse of playing John Connor. Exactly. So Christian Bale's next. So Christian Bale's next, and yeah. He's a bit nuts. And anyway. of course, the Terminator Salvation was the movie he was shooting where he went nuts at the lighting guy who That's walked across right. his. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. So there's a curse mm. of John Connor. Exactly. I wonder who's playing the next John Connor. Uh, I don't know. Was the, was the last one a reboot of the franchise? It wasn't really, was it? it was Not kind of... entirely, no. So it was set in the future, in the war. But um, sure enough, Kyle Reese did turn up. Didn't they blow up Skynet's um, hub? headquarters? Yeah, one of the yeah. So uh, I'm sure they'll. Well, uh, it was a combination of that and saving a teenage Carl Reese from being killed. Oh, that's which right. sets off a new whole time loop of if the robots can kill Carl Reese before he goes back in time to be the father for John Connor. Then there'll be ah, no jump on. That would that would throw everything out, and we'd be back to we'd be back to square one. Back to the original timeline. That's right. We're getting mm. these uh, the, these these timelines that snap back to each other. This is the problem with overanalyzing these things too much. <laughs> um, so the Termina- yes. the Terminator universe, depending on how they finish it, may just be a repeating loop of oh, however many t- of ten timelines or something. That that where there's no actual exit point because because there's no consistent way to end it. If they yep. kill Kyle Reese, then there's no we're not ex- exiting that timeline. We have to go back to the start. Exactly. Ah, that's very interesting. So, oh well, I'm sure that the producers will be thinking about all this when they're making the next film. Absolutely, they're already top of the list. We'll send them. We'll send them this podcast and see what they say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But actually, um, if we're talking parallel universes, we need to go back to Back to the Future, ah, yes. part one. So he travels back in time, and while he's escaping the terrorists who were after the plutonium, yes, if I remember correctly, the Libyan. cruises around the world of 1955, uh, changes things, puts them back together again, so to speak, and then when the lightning hits the clock tower, he heads back to 1985. Yes. But it's changed. But it's changed, yes. So, he gets back and he goes into his house. But it's the same house, but it's different. The parents are successful, the siblings have careers. and. But my issue with this, so this is clearly an altered universe. He yes. hasn't gone back to the same one. So where's Marty? There should be two Martys in this universe. Well, I think... I think- Yes, I was just thinking this. Now, I think the theory is that that Marty somehow lived the same life that he did, and um, so he went back to the so he he went back to the past. Oh, so Marty, that Marty's gone back to the past. So he's kind of just replaced himself. So there's a, a loop of Marty's going to new universes. Yes, and somehow through all this, we we have to assume that things work out, and there's some kind of consistent loop that that uh, okay. that evolves. So for it- for each universe, there's a net Marty of one. Ye- ye- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he does arrive just after the other Marty leaves, doesn't he? No, no, actually, he doesn't. He arrives... No, the morning after, isn't it? 
No, because he, he, he sees himself go back in time. So briefly, there are two Marty's. Oh yes, you're right. You're so, right. You're absolutely right. Yes. So there are there are two Marty's briefly, and then the other one yeah. disappears. The other one goes back. Yes. Yeah. So so we have to assume that even in this nice new universe where his dad's a successful rider and he owns a monster truck, yeah. he still has. You know, he still mates with Doc. He still mates with and Doc, and Doc is still stealing stuff from terrorists. And that's yeah. right. Yeah. So that that's all somehow consistent. So that works. Okay, that's good. That's that's relieved a lot of burden on my mind. <laughs> Although there is a similar problem in uh, Back to the Future Two when they travel forward mm. in time and he sees himself. Now yes. that shouldn't happen because he he left the timeline, so he can't see his old self because his old self never. No, but he's but he's in a different universe. Okay, so. We think because time traveling forward, you don't need to go to a new universe. You can stay in the same one. Oh, of course, uh, because it, it's possible. But but, but then, so oh. maybe we we have to we'd have to assume that he's gone to a new universe or something. Or we're seeing a. But if he travels forward in time, he's going to, by the fact that he goes there and he sees, say, the depressing outcome of his actions, then he can't return back in time to change those actions is what you're saying. Uh, am I? I think so. So what happens in back to the future too? He goes to the future, sees himself and he's not happy. He's a bit of a loser. Yep. Other things happen. He returns back to his present and he changes his behavior. He doesn't, respond to being called a chicken again. That's right, yep. So therefore, the future has changed. That's right, yep. So isn't that a different universe? Uh, Does he now create a new universe by his new action, or did he, when returning to the present, go back to a different universe? Um, it's a good question, because when you're travelling... <laughs> When you this is really starting to hurt my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I hope people are following this. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe you can see the future as different universes as well. Although I always kind of, because that because those they haven't played out yet. Uh, mm. I was wondering if you kind of erase the future when you come back in time, and then you kind of, and you, then you redraw the timeline again, as opposed to it having to have happened like it like in the past. It also, it, it comes down to, can you go somewhere that doesn't exist yet? It's a part of the theory of time in general. If time is a river, can you go downstream ahead of where the water will be? Well, that's a good question. I mean, if everything's preordained, then yes, you can, and that's fine, you're not going to change anything because everything's preordained. Well, time, like future travel, I think you could think of as like, if you think that you go to sleep at night and wake up 30 years in the future, that's... Like the future armor scenario. Like the future armor scenario, yeah. That's perfectly fine. And that's not really, prob that's not really problematic. And in the future... It's not in time the future, travel in the sense that we're talking about. Well, maybe it's different. That's right. Because in the in the future armor scenario, you could never, you wouldn't see your old self because you no. froze. So we think the Back to the Future scenario is different to that. 
Wait, no, this is, here is the thing that we've been ignoring to this point. Travel to the future is fine, but you can't come back to the present because that's travel to the past. You will be traveling back to a different universe where you change things, as we've been discussing to this point. This is interesting. So it doesn't matter at what point of time you are, travel to the past has the same issues. Travel to the past has the same issues, yes, but you'll only... So, if you travel to the future, you'll have to stay there or go to a different universe. Isn't that what we've been saying? That you have to... With travelling to the past, you alter offense, events, so you thereby create a parallel universe. When you travel to the past, yes. Yeah. So you'll never return to the present that you left to go to the future. Uh, Matt. Well, I mean, but unless Jack, there's a causal loop thing in a parallel universe. <laughs> uh, look, I don't know. See, I don't know if, like, if you travel to the future and go back to the past, I can't see why you can't go back to the same, that same present. I mean, meant to say, because you haven't because changed. Like, you will change things once you arrive. You will change things, yeah. Once you arrive, but the future doesn't matter so much. Like, there's no. All oh, right, so you're future. one of those fossil fuel burning future doesn't matter people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, we all know it's a global conspiracy. So, that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, this is hurting my brain. So let's let's change it up uh, uh, and add a, add a few more movies into or TV shows into the mix. See if we can help with this. Okay, this issue we're really wrestling with. So I was always a fan of Red Dwarf. Did you watch that? Uh, not so much, but it's something I think I should have done. Yeah, that it, there's a, a bit of time travel in that. It's not a it's a recurring theme. Let's put it that way. But um, there's a couple of really cool concepts which they cover. Um, one is the origin of the main character, Dave Lister. And he never knew his father, and this was always... I think he actually he may have been an orphan. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he never really knew his own origin, other than he was found in a box under a pool table in a pub in London. <laughs> yes. And in one of the later episodes, I think in season six or seven, they actually discover that he is his own father. And he goes back in time and places himself in a box under the pool table. <laughs> he is his own father. All right. Well, I guess that's yeah. possible. Yes. It's was well, genetically impossible. Um, yes. Well, that's. <laughs> well, that's the, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is genetically impossible unless he had sex with himself or he reproduced asexually. Unless he's a clone of himself. Yeah. Um, clone of himself. And yes. I, to be honest, I don't recall the exact. Um, circumstances of fertilization and so on. So it may in fact be a clone of himself just carried in a female character. But one of the the things, the cool parts about that was the box was marked not with anything except a image of a snake eating its own tail, <laughs> which is actually a, a pretty, pretty old symbol um, of self-renewal and eternal cycling. Yep, yep. I like so that. that's, it's called Uroboros. In, uh, yeah, in Red Dwarf. Ah, I uh, like it. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, my favourite time travel um, incident for Red Dwarf is 
not that one, but a different one. They travel back to Earth, and they, um, the four of them, four characters, uh, end up in Dallas at about 12.30 on Friday, November 22nd, 1963. Does that ring any bells with you? Say the date again. Uh, November 22nd, 1963. It's a Friday. It's lunchtime. Uh, uh, Kennedy. Bingo. Ah. The, the place they actually, the exact location in Dallas, um, they end up time traveling to is the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. <laughs> okay. Yes. And one of the characters unfortunately manages to bump Lee Harvey Oswald out the window before he fires any shots. Yes. So that then obviously sets off a chain of events which lead to Kennedy being president a lot longer and an entirely different and crappier future. Now, this is all obviously imagined, and I have no idea if it is a crappier future if Kennedy survives. But what they decide is that they have to actually go back again and kill Kennedy. So it turns uh, out that the guys from Red Dwarf are on the grassy knoll. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. I actually recently read a book. Uh, it just occurred to me, this um, a Stephen King book, his latest mm. book, um, where that that is the the kind of the, the the central plot device. This guy discovers a time portal in his cafe, uh, mm. which sends him back in time, and they can he can go back in time and change things, and then come back to the future. And so he decides, having saved some people from murder and whatnot, uh, look, I'm going to try and save Kennedy, and uh, mm. he eventually does. But the the whole premise of the book is that the it's something you talked about like half an hour ago, uh, that the universe is trying to stop him from doing it. So it becomes very, uh, very, very hard for him to stop the assassination of Kennedy, and he gets sick, and his girlfriend mm. gets shot, and guns don't work, and you know migraines hit him just as he's going to change things. So the universe is oh, trying wow. to stop. And then, mm. uh, and then when he comes back to the to the present, having done this, he, the, the Earth is an absolute mess. Like there's earthquakes, mm. there's, there's rioting. Like the, the the Earth is a horrible place because yeah. basically he he wasn't supposed to change the past. He so he has to with go the back. Past. In, he they messed with the past. So he has to go back mm. in time and uh, you know stop uh, stop himself from doing that and to revert back to the to the. Some to the normal timeline that the universe wants, yeah, which is uh, which is interesting. You know, it's, it's silly, but it's cool. Yeah, it's good to. No, I've heard that's an excellent book, so I'll have to get to that myself. Next time you're in Australia, uh, I will lend it to you. Oh, that sounds great. Whenever that's going to be. Yes, I need to finish my current book first. That's taking me a while. Oh, what's that? War and Peace. Oh, right. Okay, you've been learned. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to be. <laughs> I, I saw a phrase the other day that was, you should read the type of book that won't embarrass you when you die in the middle of it. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so then I started reading War and Peace, and that should see me through the rest of this decade, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good, yes. <laughs> um, I actually, it's ten past eight. I really need to go have a shower and go to work. Okay. Should we, um, should we do part three then? No, because I've only literally got a South Park anecdote, and that's it. Oh, well, tell your South Park anecdote, then. All right. So there is a South Park episode as well, which deals with time travel. I think there's a South Park episode which deals with everything. Yes. 
Um, as is Simpsons episode as well, of course, but South Park one, I think, is a little bit more humorous. Um, so I, I remember the Simpsons episode, yes. In the, in the South Park, um, Cartman can't wait for the Nintendo Wii to be released. He's very excited by it, and it's three weeks away, and he's desperate to get there, and he can't wait any longer, so he decides to freeze himself in the snow. His form of cryogenic freezing. <laughs> <laughs> and asks his friend Butters to thaw him out in three weeks' time. And Butters, there's an avalanche, and Butters can't find him and forgets about him and moves on with his life. And so hundreds of years in the future, <laughs> Cartman is found by the future people and is thawed out. And that's not really time travel as such, but he does find a, a toy which is called the time prank caller so it's a machine which lets you crank call people in the past <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he uses this machine to call himself to tell himself not to go freeze himself in the in the snow and of course he thinks it's a crank call and doesn't believe him <laughs> <laughs> so then he manages to call all of his friends trying to get them to stop him from freezing himself. And, of course, he doesn't listen to his friends. <laughs> so, But the consequence is that each of these calls manages to change the future. And so after Cartman is finished on these, after whoever in the present has hung up on Cartman, he, um, the, the universe changes around him to, to oh, this is cover what, what events have happened. That's so, a nice illustration that you know, information as well as people traveling uh, is traveling can change things. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, eventually, um, the only the way that uh, it's solved in the episode is that the future people have the technology to send him back, and he merges with his old self. Okay. So the problem is still that he has to wait for the Wii. <laughs> so he's stuck waiting for the Wii. So, so the last, um, I think, scene of the episode is him calling himself again to tell him not to freeze himself. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but he should have taken some future technology back with him. Ah, uh, no. But he, was, he was sent back and merged, but I don't know if he was able to carry anything back like terminator you can only take organic material back uh, except for the third terminator where you can take a machine because the technology is better by then all oh, right so why in the third terminator they didn't send someone back to 1980 or whenever the first terminator was i'm not entirely sure yes yes it's let, well anyway let's not dwell on the uh Let's not get back into the Terminator universe. That's right. Let's just enjoy it for what it is and uh, think of <clears> South Park. All right. I'll, I'll just leave you with one final note. Okay. In the, One of the best time travel movies is 12 Monkeys. Yes. And the reason it works so well is that it's told from the final point of view. So it's told in the, in the sense that it's everything's preordained. Everything has already happened. Everything is a consequence of each time travel event in the movie. So it's that final timeline where everything makes sense. Is that right? Exactly. That's that's the the picture which is shown. Yeah. Okay. 
It's certainly not without problems and causality and so on, but you actually have to dissect each timeline out pretty hard. So, I've, well, I downloaded it month, a month ago, and I still haven't watched it. And uh, but I've I watched it, uh, you know, years ago. It's a great mm. film. Bruce Willis can act when he wants to. Yes, that's that's the rumor. <laughs> that's the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually very excited about the new movie Looper that's coming out, also with Bruce Willis. Yes, that's right. That one does seem interesting, and that might have a few causality issues as well. It definitely does. So Bruce Willis is sent back in time to be assassinated by himself. So the young Bruce Willis is going to kill the old Bruce Willis. Now, obviously the old Bruce Willis doesn't want to die, but I'm guessing that limits your options when someone's trying to kill you and you can't kill them. He, well, if that, if that's, if they, if they're going the whole Back to the Future, um, you know, yes, I, Grandfather I think that, Paradox that, style. That's thing. what makes the movie interesting. <laughs> that maybe that's what makes it. So that's that is quite interesting. So they haven't gone the parallel universe thing. They've gone the single universe. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to assume that it's the same universe. That would be quite cool if you know if he stabbed him. And then gets a scar on his own arm. Mm. You know, if if they did that sort of thing, that would be kind of funky. Yeah, it'd be yeah. Well, we'll have to dissect that one when it comes out. We'll we'll do a follow up. We'll do a follow up. Time travel part three. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I really should go to work. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm still at work, so I might go home. Go home. Enjoy. Have a beer or coffee.